This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso, coming to you hot and ready from upstate New York. That's right. I am back in the guest room of my sister's home. We are about to go stuff our faces at a local restaurant that I haven't enjoyed in some time. It's been a hot minute since I've been there, Lemongrass. And uh, we're here for a couple days. I'm excited to be home and soak up some of the love for my niece and nephew. We've already done a fashion show. We've ran outside and got dirty in the mud. I've consumed edibles. I'm, I'm just really being the best aunt that I can be. Edibles and mud, does it get better than that? You ask me. You ask you. Are you, are you doing the most? <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This one is a fun one. Before we get into it, you know, check out that YouTube page. Click like and subscribe, youtube.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso. And then don't forget the fan page, y'all. Don't neglect the fan page. You got to go to patreon.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso. And we're posting exclusive content to our Patreon page now. And I'm pumped and excited and appreciate everyone's freaking love and support. I love it. 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 And shout out to everybody who came out to the shows this past weekend in Kansas City. We had so much fun. I was there with Cody Woods, who featured for me. We had a blast. And we were at the Comedy Club KC. Shout out to the Comedy Club of KC and Dustin and everybody, the whole staff there. They were amazing. If you're in the area, I was in Leewood, Kansas. I, I didn't, or Leewood, Missouri. We were just on the line really toting the line of Missouri and Kansas. The club is in Kansas. We stayed in Missouri and it was just such a delightful time. So delightful. So if you're near the area, check out the comedy club. Highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. We had such a good time. So thank you for everybody who came out to those shows. And the next time you can see me live is 420, baby. That's right. I'm doing a 420 show in Palm Beach at the Palm Beach Improv. One show, one night. You've got one opportunity don't mess it up. Show up. We're going to have a great time. I'm probably going to be hotboxing in the parking lot. We're going to be celebrating together. That's 420, April 20th. I believe the show's at 8 p.m. at the Palm Beach Improv. Check your girl out. We're going to have a blast. Where else am I going to be? Oh, with Carly. Carly and I are going to be in Atlanta at the City Winery. And we're also going to be in Nashville at Zany's. That is the 9th and 10th of April. So you can see me solo dolo uh, the 20th of four. (laughs) And then you can see me with Carly the weekend before that. April 9th, we're going to be at the City Winery in Atlanta. And then on Palm Sunday, you can check us in Nashville at Zany's. 
And all those dates are available at jessiemay.com. Come out and have a grand old time. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. Speaking of having a wonderful time, welcome back Dipsy to the podcast. They are here as our sponsors this week. Thank you so much. And I know you guys are looking to heat things up. When aren't we looking to heat things up? And with Dipsy, if you're looking to heat things up, there's a story waiting for you. Oh, God. (laughs) There really is. And Dipsy is an app full of sexy audio stories. And now they even have brand new written stories. I know it sounds kind of different to listen to a sexy story or to read a sexy story. But let me tell you, as somebody who has read these books, and when I was younger, I used to steal my mom's, like, you know, romantic novels, we'll call them. And there's something about the brain that really paints a picture. That's all I'm saying. You get into Dipsy and your brain turns into a very horny Bob Ross and the rest is history. And no matter who you are, what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy helps bring the stories to life anytime, anywhere. You might want to be careful of the anytime, anywhere. If you're like commuting on the bus or the train, just make sure you can hide your arousal. Please don't have your arousal on full display in public. You guys can just close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only good things happen and we need that. And where pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. That's the main thing. No shame in your game, bitch. Read a sexy story. It's not weird. It's weirder for you not to indulge for yourself. And there are hundreds of stories to choose from. And they release new content every week. And they have writers working on this, y'all. They have like actual writers writing these stories for you. And they also have wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore and sleep sessions to help you drift off. The app is so dope. And for the listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slap slap sharp. Yeah, well, the slapping will become in your brain when you think about your fantasies. That's dipsystories.com slash sharp, D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash S-H-A-R-P. And that's a 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash sharp. That's S-H-A-R-P. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you, Dipsy. And go ahead, y'all, indulge in yourself. And speaking of indulging in yourself, this week's guest is the one, the only, the very indulgent comedian actor and all-around fuckboy, Mr. Matt Reif. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. What's up? Oh, is he just adorable? I'm going to check out everything. Uh, Let's see. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. I fixed a bunch of shit yesterday. We were having technical difficulties with Dean Edwards, but we figured it out. Oh, God. See, this is why I can't do a podcast. It's so technical. I can't do it. 
Listen, that limiting belief system is your first problem. Oh, okay, mom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, don't say mom because now we're going to get into a porno category that you're not going to be able to get yourself out of. Okay? Oh, no. That's not where I'm going to be at all. <laughs> I know. It literally is your category. How are you? I'm doing good. Wait, let me adjust this. There we go. Now I don't look like I'm completely on fire. You feel good? I'm out you feel ready to start? Short, but yeah, let's fucking do it. Okay. What's up, Rife? Rife Knife? What's up? How are you? I, you know, I try to stay away. I am well, first of all. How are you? You know, surviving. Are we ever happy? <laughs> I'm just going to say, I feel like you have just the right amount of unhappiness to keep you going, but not too much to keep you down. I think it's a good balance. Yeah, I think that's the secret to comedy, really. Like, you don't want to actually be a depressed piece of shit, but you got to right. have a little bit of it in you. If you're too happy, no one's going to like it. No one wants yeah, to you... hear about how happy you are. <laughs> Isn't that yeah, wild? Because was... it's so relatable, but nobody oh, fucking wants to hear it. So I was um, I was doing this new bit. Uh, I was dating a girl for the past few months. Ugh, gross. I, was, and I, was doing... <laughs> I know, somebody's upset. But like I was getting so much like material from dating her, and I had like 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 ten straight minutes just on, on quirky shit about her. But the whole bit was about the way I was telling it was like that I was so happy in this oh. relationship, and the bit would do like fine, it was fine, but it was very funny to me. So I was like, oh, I just I wonder why this isn't working. So then we broke up, and I changed everything to now like past tense, and now I'm sad about it. Now it fucking crushes. It's like, oh, people people don't want to laugh at somebody who's happy. They don't. And I think I, I think because I think because happiness doesn't need any help. Well, happiness deep. on its own is um it's there's no struggle in it and it's not so complicated. Mm. And you flow it's a flow state. For most people, when you're happy, you're in a flow state and you're not really considering what your next move is. You're more present. But when it comes to like the stuff that's relatable, like what you're talking about on stage, that's where people need the most help. That's where people either they go inward and they shut down mm -hmm. or they seek help. You know, there's and maybe there's a middle zone. I wonder for you, like when you get into those dark places like we all do, what's your mode? Do you go inward and you do your own work do you get really dark or do you reach out or is it like a combo mm, i've only reached out maybe two or three times ever I'm, I'm definitely more inward i'd say but i'm also the type to like i'll put on some sad fucking music and just <laughs> like just go for it like if i get as sad <laughs> as possible right now then everything else that i'll feel the hours or the days following won't feel as intensified um I'm, it's funny. I'm I do that too do you really yeah I actually did it the other night I was on shrooms in my defense <laughs> have you done shrooms D wrong twice I did oh, it no. wrong twice oh, I tried no. it two times and both times I was like fuck this isn't right and I didn't have a great time did you have like a a bad trip as they say no the first time was just like I I ate it in like a sandwich but I didn't, but I didn't, I ate it at a sandwich. It was a shiitake. 
<laughs> no, no, no. It was this fucking peanut butter. It was not enough to cover the taste at all. And no. I went to do it uh, playing laser tag, like an, an adult male. Yeah. And I was like, this will be great to kick in like the middle of the game. But I was, as I was eating this sandwich, they were all spread out on the sandwich. And because it was a peanut butter sandwich, it took me like an hour to eat it off and on. So when it finally started to kick in, I just felt like nauseous. And I was like, guys, I just want to, I just want to go home. I feel like I'm going to throw up. And then you I gotta get, get home. Your, you, where, where did you get this? Like you, you can't get your, your shrooms from underneath an overpass. Now this, I mean, it definitely could have, this was just from like a guy. I think I asked somebody, <laughs> do you know anybody who can get shrooms? They're like, I know a guy. And I was like, that all checks out. I want, that's definitely the source I need. But I went home and everybody else went home and then it started to hit in. It started to kick in like really hard at like one thirty in the morning when I'm oh, by no. myself, I was going through a breakup and nobody was answering their phone because everyone had went home to go to bed. I'm just up in my living room having the worst fucking time. Listening to Tracy Chapman. Oh, yeah. Singing my fucking <laughs> heart out. Sad. That's what I did the other night. I was coming off of, I, I'm microdose and I did a little extra than a microdose because I'm a very sensitive person to everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't need a lot to feel what I want to feel to have the experience I want to have. Uh -huh. So I was coming home and... I, I wanted to be sad. I don't know if that makes sense. I wanted to access those emotions oh, just to give them some space. Like a they need a little time. Right. You got to give all your emotions the stage. Like each emotion is Beyonce and you got to let her fucking sing the ballad. Yep, and so absolutely. I put on shallow from a oh, star is born. No. <laughs> oh, that's definitely in the recent playlist. Definitely. <laughs> oh, and I, yo, know, this is the most embarrassing part. I played it four times. Four times in a row, you went, run it back. Click. <laughs> run it back. Click. Once more for the people. Back. Holy shit. And one I more maybe for read good a song back twice, but holy shit. Four <laughs> times just to, just to cry. This playlist brought to you by Shrooms. <laughs> and... To take the embarrassment one layer deeper, I had my phone up and I was reading, singing the lyrics. No, you were not. I've talked about this like three times and each time I laugh until I cry because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> That's but, so, to be to be like, let me make sure I'm sad on cue. <laughs> oh my God. What's, I felt better. Have you ever, oh God, this is, this is embarrassing, especially if you've, if you've never, have you ever been like, it's, it's basically a breakup. Like you guys are having like a really bad conversation or you're sad about something. And for some reason you like record yourself crying to see what you look like. <laughs> you've never, never mind me neither. <laughs> never mind. When I was like. I was going to no. take one for the team and say yes, but now that you say that, I'm going to add it to my sadness fuel for sure. Oh, go for it. And then when you see it, you'll go, ew, I'm fucking <laughs> disgusting. Are you an ugly crier? Oh, uh, yeah, apparently. I mean, my no. eyes get real beautiful because I have green eyes and then my eyes are all red around them. So it's like, it's kind of the best I've ever looked, but it's so fucking pathetic. ugly, modest crier. That's a new, that's a new lane. Absolutely. Yeah, no one's really cornered that market yet, so I'm kind of going for it. Hot, <laughs> sad boy, summer. Let's go for it. 
<laughs> oh my god, you are so funny. Wait, you just OnlyFans, your special is your mm-hmm. most recent special that just came out uh yeah. two months ago. Was it two months ago already? Uh yeah, like two and a half months ago. Just about December. two and a half months yeah. ago. And tell me about that process because I was so inspired by you because um you did what is becoming a more common way of corralling your own career, which is you reached out to your fans, mm-hmm. you did a Kickstarter per se, mm-hmm. and raised the funds and shot the special yourself, correct? Yeah, it so was. Uh... Talk me through that. Like, what inspired that? And how was the process for you and all of the things? Okay, it was uh, a fucking nightmare, man. Uh, <laughs> I, it was terrible. It, but in, in no 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 in hindsight it was it was great though it was just you know I was having one of those weeks where you're like I should just quit comedy like I'm not on the trajectory that I feel like I should be on everyone's getting everything that I want to be doing why won't anybody give me a special like I feel like my material's fantastic I've been doing it for at that time ten years I was like I feel like I'm so ready for this but nobody wants to give me a chance and I was sitting on my friend's couch. And he was tired of hearing me complain about it. And he was like, why don't you just fucking shoot it yourself? He was like, I have, he's like, I know friends of mine who are cameramen and sound men and stuff. He was like, you know, it's nothing extravagant, but if you just want to put something out there, then why not do it? And I, I was, I was doing a solid hour on the road that I was tired of doing. It was mm-hmm. good content, but I wanted to move past it. And um, yeah, I was just tired of waiting around for anybody to want to give me some kind of opportunity. So I was like, well, let's just, I'm willing to put my money up front. I'll put, you know, 10 grand down if I have to. I mean, I don't have a lot of money, but I was like, I'll, I'll put it up to make something. But I was like, let's see if anybody wants to help out. And so I was like, I'll start a GoFundMe for like, let's say like 15 grand. Fucking right. sky's the limit. Let's see what happens. I- expecting like to raise maybe a couple grand. And to my surprise, we raised like 20 grand. Um, and that That's money- That's a testament to you, man. That's a testament to your fans. I know it was so it's a wild crazy. to have strangers believe in you more than you believe in you. I know, but that 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 was like something that was so inspiring. I didn't know people wanted this from me as well, wanted it just as much or more than I wanted it from myself, which was incredibly inspiring. And it made me want to be like, okay, I have to do this now. Um, so that money obviously, like I was able to hire um some really talented friends of mine and get like the best possible equipment. We wanted to shoot it as if it was a Netflix special. Like the camera we got was like the exact same quality. The sound team was great. Um, and then, you know, all the odds and ends stuff that goes into producing your own special. Um, and then uh, I was gonna have, uh, I won't I won't bring up on here who it is, but I'll, I'll tell you offline. Do. okay. Because I just don't want it to be drama. Um, there was a <laughs> comedian friend of mine at the time who I like, begged me to be a to like direct my special when i told him i was going to do it on my own he was like you gotta let me direct it and i was like yeah i'd fucking love for you to and then over and, and i even pushed back the filming by three months to give him more time because he said he needed more time to get this done and i was i was ready back in like march and he was like push it to like august and we, we'll be good to go and i was like fucking oh, okay all right and I push it and then basically over that whole three-month process he wasn't part of the process at all uh, wasn't responding no to texts, emails no support just no creative input at all so now we're like seven days out from shooting the special and i hit him up and i'm like hey 
what's the plan? Like, what are we doing? Because at this point, I've already put the team together. I've already gone to the venue to the, for like the, you know, the, the meeting you were supposed to be at to like figure out camera angles and all this kind of stuff. You've directed. Already, I was like, yeah, I've, I was like, I've already directed the special. There's nothing left for you to do. And it just, be, he just blew the fuck up and went off on me and started cussing at me. And I was like, dude, like this, like, I'm a grown man. You're not going to talk to me like this. So, um, and then he was like, I don't, he's like, I don't want to direct your special anymore. And I was like, you already haven't been. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to do the thing you didn't do. How's exactly. going out for your, how's that working out for your life? Yeah. And this all happened five days out from shooting the special. So I was, of course, I was like freaking out. I was like, is this going to go smoothly? Am I going to fuck everything up? Am I going to waste all these people's money and not make a good special? And um, I didn't have a lot of stage leading up. I only ran my hour like twice in the past the two months leading up to, the spe- to shooting it because I was filming a movie out of town. And You only, uh, you so only I got to that. run your special twice leading up to recording. Uh-huh. Yeah. That gives me such I mean, I knew anxiety. the material that I wanted to do, but like I hadn't been on stage frequently at all. Right. Uh, so it was like we pieced this together and I had like all my friends came together to help me with this. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, I was literally doing like production shit until like two minutes before my friend like introduced me on stage to go perform. Like I had no time to think about my material or anything, which is why I was happy I did three tapings. Uh, I did yeah, one on a Friday. Yeah, you have to. You had had to. I was so nervous the first time because it's like you only get really this handful of shots, and if you don't get it, that's what you wasted your entire time and money on. Yeah. Um, so the first show was like the same outfit fun. each night. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same shirt, same pants, same shoes, all that shit. Um, and uh, we ended up using, I'd say, ninety-five percent of the special is the the last taping we did on the, on the Saturday night. Uh, so we ended up having one really, really solid show. Um, but it was, it was so interesting. There was so much going into like promotion was hard. Um, getting, getting people to come out. Cause first and foremost, I just wanted people to come to the show. So I gave away a lot of free tickets. And that's also something that came back to bite me is when you give people a lot of free tickets, they don't feel obligated to come. So like, that's like a marketing thing. It's, People mm-hmm. sometimes feel bad about charging money for their product, but that's the psychology is that because the people didn't spend the money, they don't feel bad or any sort of uh, n- necessary obligation to show up. Exactly. Exactly. Or, or when they do, or, you know, at most comedy clubs, if it's a free ticket night or whatever, people don't really care about the comedy. They're more obnoxious because they didn't, you know, put out anything. Yeah. They have no skin in the game. Yeah. Right. So, so the first show, because it was the first taping and everyone was excited. That one was like completely sold out. We did like 150 people in this small room. Uh, it was great. However, that what I knew that wasn't the taping I wanted. So the Saturday shows came and it was like 60 people per show. Like we had like cheated the camera angles to make it seem like it was more packed than it was. It was like, I was so like a embarrassed and B like, well, you know, usually larger crowds are better. Usually. Yeah, it's the energy. It's the energy level. And, you know, if you're in a room and most of the room is empty, people don't want to laugh loud or whatever. But to my surprise, and this does happen quite often, the smaller crowds were so much fucking better. So, like, I did they pay or were those also, did you ticket that room? Those both um, shows? I think it was more paid people those times um, that that actually showed up. 
it was like because I was panicking so much beforehand, being like, nobody's here. Like, there's not going to be any laughs in the audience. Like, it's not going to sound good if fucking 10 people are laughing. It it allowed me to, like, swallow my pride and be like, you know what? This is just what it is. I'm fucked. Might as well just go out there and have a good show at least. Stop worrying about the taping and just have a good show, I guess. And that level of, like, fuck it allowed me to just be so much more comfortable. I wasn't thinking about the production side of it at all. I was like, let's just have a fun set. And um, I think that really translated. You got to have a level of fuck it. You know, that's it's. Yeah. Because you had done, which most comedians, when when they become successful or to the point when they become successful, have done the things that you've done, which are put the team together. You've written the material. You've worked the material on the road. You've. ideated what the concept for the special is going to be you've reached out to your friends you've coordinated all these things that you're doing are all the hats it takes to put something together so you've already done what takes a team of people to get done and and that's like back to my original point of the new way of corralling your career Mm. which is realizing what you're capable of in and I'm in the same boat, you know, I, I battle with those thoughts as well. You know, I teeter Mm -hmm. on imposter syndrome less these days, but it's still something that is uh, a conversation in my head, but it's really a testament to the, the truth that you have everything you need inside of you to get it done. But I think, and I wonder what you feel about this. I think the, the reality of it being everything you've ever dreamed of and it coming to fruition is fucking scary. Oh, it's absolutely. scary to achieve your dreams. A hundred percent. When people started donating to this special, it was so nerve wracking. I was like, oh my God, I, I have to do this now. And I have to make it the best possible mm. version. But as you just mentioned, it's like, that's what, as soon as I was done the last taping, I was so, I, I guess I'll say proud of myself. I was like, mm. holy shit, like we did make this happen and it made me realize like you know if there's a script that i'm writing or a pilot that i want to film or something like that is it going to be hard yeah does it seem impossible absolutely but if you really want to do it you can find a way to do it i mean does money help absolutely but uh i mean you know maybe you have to sacrifice a little bit of quality for creative control on something that you want to do there's always going to be something um that's that's a good point you 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 have to sacrifice there's something that has to be sacrificed and compromised and that can be hard you know Mm -hmm. i think i don't know about you but i i have a control you know i like to have things in control all the time and i think that's something you have to learn to be a little bit more flexible with so that you can make those concessions you know are you are you anal retentive you give me anal retentive vibes just a little bit where you care a lot and you want things to be checked off i thought you were asking if i liked like a finger in my ass like i wasn't sure exactly well, what that, that you read between the lines and what 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 is that what, what does that actually mean anal retentive is like attentive to detail and you know you you want everything perfect all the time um when it's my creativity yes i'm not not to a point that it's like everyday OCD. Like I don't my, like my bed's not made right now. I'm not freaking out about nice. that. That must and be real nice. It's like living in that free world. 
Uh, it's gross. There's condoms everywhere. You know how it is. Bachelor oh my life. gosh. Are you uh, inviting me over? This is embarrassing. I mean, they're already used, but we can recycle, I guess. <laughs> can you imagine? What would you do? What if you do if you met your dream guy? Hottest guy you could possibly imagine. Brad Pitt. But he was like, we got to reuse a condom that I used the other night. Would I would be do? I would be like, oh my God, are you Leonardo DiCaprio? You care for the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I will be on the fucking bow of the ship, the bow of his dick. Like, hold me, Jack. Let's go. Oh my god, that's disgusting. You thought it, bro. You thought it. You brought this to the table. Oh, it was a test. Uh, you tested positive for something. Oh my god. Um, I just had such a funny what? thought. What? Because you know it's it's no it's no secret that um you, you should be my husband, but I'm gonna write a movie where you have to fake make out with me and fake fuck me. It sounds great. Is it SAG ULB? Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it union. We'll make it union. <laughs> One twenty-five a day. I could definitely do that yeah. for sure. Hundred percent. So you basically you're like you're kind of like an escort, but not. You're getting paid for your job. It's like you're getting, it's like you're an escort and an actor. So I don't know if there's an illegal issue in that, but you're not really so. having sex. So I I'm, think, I think we're okay. I'm look, I'm all about the art. So like, I'll fuck you for like <laughs> copy credit and meal. Like I would do it for that. Just something to put on a reel, you know? Come to show oh my, my God. <laughs> you really are so fucking fun to talk to. Um, I have a bunch of questions from fans. Fire. Oh God, this is probably never good. When you posted the link last night, everything I, I imagine ninety percent of them were like, "Where does he get his work done?" Uh, do you do you want me to vet them, or do you want no? To let them let them all go through. I knew let you them would. All go through. I knew you would, and you can respond however you want. Obviously, um, I like being humbled within the thir- first thirty minutes of waking up. It's how I love <laughs> to start my day. Same. Um, all things plant based. This isn't going to go well. No. Okay, no, I take it back. When did you realize you were funny, and when did you decide to monetize it? Oh, I realized I was funny. I was a kid, like like 11 or something like that. Uh, I mean, I was always like, you know, class clown, getting in trouble in school, but made my friends and family laugh all the time. But, you know, at that time, I didn't, I didn't know it was like a profession. So, I mean, I guess I decided to monetize it when I found out what stand-up was when I was, like, 14. And then at, like, 15, I decided to try it. And then by 16, I was already, like, traveling to other cities to do shows and stuff. So, I mean, That's it so wild. How did I not know you were so young doing – it's like you were Pete Davidson before Pete Davidson was Pete Davidson. What I did start – actually. I, I, I did start before him. I think he's a year and a half older than me, and he started – no? Yeah, I think he started – when he was very similar time frame 16 and 17 yeah something like that like i started mm-hmm. just before him i believe but he got to start in fucking new york which would have yeah. been amazing. i just had like the columbus funny bone on wednesdays <laughs> that'll take you 20 more years <laughs> oh my god well the good thing about it is there's a very low ceiling in ohio it's like you're ready to leave about a year in that's a good point that's a really good point yeah, I mean, it was nice though because you know a, a lot of like larger city open mics and stuff. Like you go to LA or New York, whatever. It's what 
four audience members in a room full of comics. Like it's absolutely terrible. I can't imagine anybody grows that way. But for us, it was um, it was a bringer open mic at uh, at the Columbus Funny Bone. So you'd have audience members who just bought tickets or whatever, but you had to bring five people. So my grandpa used to take me to the to the oh open God. mics, and he would just buy five tickets. Oh. So, so the club thinks there's five people there for me, but really, you know, he just bought five tickets for me. I know they're five dollar tickets, but still. Uh, is he still so, alive? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's great. I just uh, just saw him for the holidays and everything. Did he raise yeah. you? I'd say so, because you know we talked about like I, I I don't have a dad or anything, yeah. so he's pretty much my father figure. He's probably why I have the sense of humor and skill set that I do have because I used to spend every weekend with him when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like up until like fifteen years old, uh, and we would just like every weekend that I would come over, he would he would have bought like six DVDs and uh they would always be like adam sandler movies or david spade rob schneider jim Carrey, like just like really classy but like really fucking funny classics and we would just watch those all weekend and i was always you know repeat the lines and all this kind of stuff and acting out my favorite scenes uh and he's he also has a super filthy sense of humor as well so he's definitely how old is your grandpa he's 67 perfect right up your alley is he rich no gross no i know old and poor disgusting old and poor pick a lane pick one what are you holding on to you know (laughs) it's just fucking metamutual and insures just kick your own bucket jesus at that point if you haven't if you're not rich by 60 you haven't lived right oh he has not lived right you if you met him is he thick no i'm so sorry i'm sure he's a good man not thick old men I like it's my new thing. I think you'll appreciate this. It's not my new thing. It's been my thing, but I've just figured out what it is. It's rich and thick singles. I call them rats. Rich and thick single. How thick are we talking though? Like not do you like, like what? No, I'm not not no offense to anybody struggling with their weight. Not obesity thick. I just like, okay. you know, like lumberjack thick, like you know, a guy who like like strongest man in the world thick like just you know gotcha big, big guy no no he's like a relatively skinny dude but he works construction so like he's got like that old man that's good yeah that's, that's he's like lifting fucking cement bricks all day and yeah see uh, thin men like yeah like old school men even though they're thin if they're old school and they're doing like real back-breaking work they're strong from mm-hmm. within you know, they Absolutely. got that like internal bones strength. are strong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They pull well, all their awesome. strength from their taint. Yeah. Uh, from their taint? Is that what you it's said? Like, like the very core of their body. Yeah. It's like a very, very, it's their root. It's the root chakras in the, the taint. Root. Oh, God. It sounds awful. <laughs> okay. You know, never, next question. Oh, never mind. Okay. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I love the, no, I love the never mind. Okay. I was gonna say um, I've never I was I've never I've never seen my grandpa's dick ever. Congratulations. I saw my dad's a handful of times at the end and it was jarring. Oh, I wouldn't want to see it at the end. I want to see like peak. Yeah, I know. I know. Like such a good point. No, I saw it like a like it was like a sickly, sickly situation. A sickly dick. Sickly dickly. Oh, sickly yeah. dickly. Yeah. That is yeah. horrendous. <laughs> He's lucky that he was a good dad. 
<laughs> he's lucky he loved me his whole life. Wow. I would have been like, get a nurse, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How was, Love your was daughters. He a, was he a, a grower or a shower? Um, well, I, I considering I never saw my dad's heart on, I'm going to mm. say he was, he was, he was, I wanted to congratulate him. It made, he was, yeah. And I'm not, it, he, my dad, yeah, he had a, it was a thing. There was even was, on, even on soft, even, e even on, on soft, even in the elderly years, even being very sick. I, I was like, Whoa, Whoa. I was like, Whoa. And then I was like, Whoa, like, okay. If, if I were a boy, I would, you know, if he had me and I was a son, I'd be cleaning oh. house. I'd be cleaning See, house. Um, that's my biggest fear now. Now, when, when I do get old, I'm going to need to be very rich because if people see my old, soft, sick dick, people are going to be like, wow, where is his legacy gone? I've lost all respect. Even if I'm dating a girl now, like she's not seeing me on soft. It's a, it's a thing. If everybody I date, I'm like, no, no, you're not seeing old, it right now. Soft, sick dick. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Seuss. It's the name of my next special. <laughs> Old soft sick dick. Old soft sick dick. I want I want co-writing credit on that. You got it. You can have it. And I'll show you, you can you hire can me as your director, it. and I'll you know I'll show up. I'll show up early at your house at 8 a.m. with a coffee and a dirt in a clean condom. Just fluffing me up. It's your big day. It's your big day. <laughs> okay. Um the bipolar express one, two, three, four. That's a great name, by the way great name the bipolar express that needs to be a podcast that's amazing how has nobody made that movie yet it's how so has weird. nobody made that movie that's a great point it's also a really great the original movie is awesome we watch it every christmas um so long that'd be great though it starts out on like a happy family vacation and like 20 minutes in he's like complaining about why he ever got married and he should be on the fucking bahamas with his other family screaming at the kids how he never loved them and then ordering exactly them ice cream. exactly like what's going and then all on by the end, they're good again yeah they're fine everyone's happy yeah it starts off happy ends happy and then it's just a whole roller coaster a fucking of roller coaster <laughs> uh, um, the bipolar express one two three four asks would you ever date a fan yeah have yeah, I think you I would um no not really never anybody that was like oh my god i'm such a fan of you and now i want to date you i think i've dated girls who i mean thankfully knew who you they, were they become maybe knew who i was but i was gonna say like became a fan i suppose mm -hmm. like i mean it's obviously important you want somebody who it's crazy supportive of and you and you hope hope they believe in you as much as you believe in you and want to right. support you as much as you support you. Um, so I mean, I've had pretty good luck with that. But yeah, I've never went out of my way to be like, I've never like found somebody in my comment section and been like, oh yeah, this is the one. Gotta okay. gotta snatch her up. Did you really? Yeah, my last relationship it was three years long with a fan. How did he hit and, you and, up? The, and by the way, everyone listening, this is not this is not like a an entry sweepstakes. Everyone's just raffling in names. One and done, y'all. Learned my What was the how, how did you guys was he at a show? Did he hit you up online? What happened? He you know, he would send me DMs and and you know, send me funny stuff all the time and just was kind of in my periphery for a while and and he was funny and I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, it they always say like the 
quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. And I do believe the quickest way to a woman's heart is through laughter. I, we, and maybe I'm just projecting, but it indicates a level of intelligence for me. Um, yeah, and and you either immediately have that personality connection or you don't. Right. Like if they can make you laugh, you go, all right, well, sense of humor is such a big part of any relationship, romantic or otherwise. Like you have to give it a joke about the same stuff. That's, That's a good point. Comedy shows are like the perfect date in the beginning of a relationship because you need to know, like, okay, where does this person stand on this subject or this subject? Can I joke about these things around this person? Are we going to have the same um, opinions about things? I think it's wonderful. Imagine dating somebody for six months and you're like, ah, another school shooting, huh? And there's like, how dare you? I mean, that'd be a terrible joke, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but like, you gotta you take need, it there. You need to know where their base you is. You need to you need to know. Like I, I always on a first date, I always want to figure out where the person is, like PC wise and like progression wise, but you can't straight up be like, you know, how do you feel about trans people? You gotta like, you gotta like weave it in there. Like, did you watch Chappelle's special? Like, you gotta like figure out what they thought about that. <laughs> yeah, first. yeah, it's a really good point. No, you're right. The comedy club is a great like barometric pressure of what your comedy stylings are, mm-hmm. and people probably should figure that shit out early on. Absolutely. Whatever I mean, girl this- who's like loves comedy, I'm like, perfect. Who do you like and who you don't like? Yeah, I think it's a good way to understand what their values are and. Like you said, you don't want to get six months in to dating someone and then finding out that they fucking suck, Absolutely. which is more often than not. And I don't know, I don't do this anymore, but like it, when I was younger, I would sort of like mold and you start to like adjust yourself to their vibe mm. for the sake well, of no. just having someone around. I don't, there's no part of me that does that anymore, but that can happen happen for a lot of people and it falls into like what you were saying like six months you're doing this and then you find out oh we're not compatible at all absolutely like i have uh like i have a very dark sense of humor so like i'm making really shady fucking jokes all the time and also in a relationship i like a lot of like um like playful back and forth like i like being able to roast you and i love for you to be able to roast me like you know you know, like if you come in the room, you're like, you know, how how do these jeans look? It's funny to me to be like, those, like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of like, of, of course you look fucking great. Yeah. But you know, it's just, it's funny. It's to fun to take the piss out of people. Yeah, oh it is. yeah, of course. But then if they're like, why would you say that? You're like, oh no, bitch, come on. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to like that. I don't want to have to explain myself that I'm fucking kidding, you know? So My cousin I, I, and I, I do that it. shit to each other all the time. Like we were at a flea market on Shroom, same day as me singing Shallow four times in my car. That's how the night ended. The day started with us on Shrooms at a flea market, the Melrose Trading Post. Post. Oh, where am I from? Canada? Yeah, um, who the fuck am I talking to? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, you're so schizophrenic. <laughs> the Melrose Trading Post, huh? How you doing, eh? And I picked out this shirt. I'm like, isn't this shirt cute? And she's like, yeah if you're trying to pick someone up at a New York state fair. And I was like, <laughs> solid points. I, point see, I, I love that. <laughs> but so um, there, uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've dated girls that like, they kind of get it in the beginning and like, that's just consistently. I'm like that with all of my friends, like all of my friends yeah. each other fucking constantly, even when you want the most genuine feedback. They just <laughs> that's when it's the funniest though. That's oh, when of course. it's the funniest. Oh, of course. 
And I've, I've had girls be like, okay, like, you know, sometimes I do want you to like say like the actual real answer or whatever. I'm like, I know, but like, that's kind of fucking gay. You know, like, I don't want to know what it is. You are yeah, like, you, don't you fucking stop me and be like, but do you love me? It's like, come on. You know, I fucking, I love you. And you know, you look great in this. Don't make me fucking say it. Thank that's you. not fun. I've been waiting so long to hear that. Um, you, you recorded it and you fucking just, it's your It's going to be how I wake up. <laughs> Like, is that Matt Rife saying he loves you? I'm like, yes. I don't, it's all, please don't don't tell anybody, but tell everyone. All the compliments I earned. <laughs> uh, next question. Sarah 989211 Are you ready for this question? Uh, that's a lot of D's in there. Okay. Well, I, I think it brings her to her question. Will you marry uh, her? I think she wants you to put all your D's in her, and that's why she put the D's in her name. Oh, even the S's and the T's? STDs. Yep, I got it. Uh, no. He's con- oh wow. I can't, he's considering it. <laughs> I can't because I'm shallow and looks matter and, and I have no sh- idea what looks sh- Oh no, what did I do? What did I do? No, I don't cry. Don't cry, don't <laughs> Bring it up. Bring up the lyrics. I want to see it. Don't miss a fucking chord. <laughs> Sarah, you're lonely. Sorry. Not that you're lonely, but he's leaving you at the altar. You better alter yourself. I just, I, I, I get it. You, we just got done telling you, Sarah, we can't, we don't date fans anymore. Sarah Bear. Yeah. Also, you know, I just, I'm tired. I, I hate that we live in a world where we pretend like looks don't matter. They fucking do. They and I, fucking matter. We gotta be, tra- I gotta want to rip your, your clothes off. Absolutely, I I've dated it's so, and it's so hard. And that's why it's so hard to find like the right person because like, I've dated girls who I'm like, personality wise, we're fucking ten out of ten. Like right. we just click on everything, but then it's like ah, but I don't like, I don't want to rip your clothes off. Yeah, and you do need that at least in the beginning of a relationship. You do, and then I think a lot of people teeter on trying to get either one of those things. Like they're either trying to figure out the personality. Or they're hoping the chemistry mm-hmm. will come around. They hope the person comes around or they hope the chemistry comes around and then they just want to come around everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think but that's, that's sort of. I think it's based on whatever you dated last. Like if you dated a hot person, but their personality sucked, you're like, all right, looks aren't everything. I need yep. more than that. And then you'll go date somebody who's less attractive, but they're really fucking funny. And you're like, ah, yeah, but like, I'm going to cheat on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, I just, uh, well, that brings us funny, to this. You're not like, get my dick hard funny you know yeah that's important that's that's definitely very very important um shame brain 0513 this is gonna be a doozy i'm just gonna ask you why did he show off his last relationship with the super plastic surgery girl so much who's that and why are you so rude, Shame Brain? Maybe your name gave us an indication of what the question was going to be like. You, you know what's awful about this is she had some person who would like consistently make like fake accounts and like send me all of this like shit that like I assume isn't even fucking real in the first place. It would be all these accounts, you know, it's like it follows two people, me yep. and her, and they're just like posting all this like random shit. And every time you block them, they create a new account. It's crazy. Uh, it's like fucking crazy. They would always say shit like this. And I truthfully have no fucking idea what they talk we about. We have we have no comment because you're a dick. That's your response. Yeah. People are 
How insane is that? The people How? do that. Well, Somebody it's... is sitting around going, I'm going to make a fake email, a fake social media account to try to like hurt somebody's feelings. That's insane. This is why it it's is. nuts that you can't tell somebody to kill themselves online. <laughs> the idea that everyone should continue to keep living is insane. There's well, no cons- considering our carbon, carbon footprint as human beings, there's too much, there's too many of us on Earth. There's from a scientific level with opinions and, and you know what's crazy is for me, like I don't, um. I don't read through all of my stuff. I, I don't have the time, obviously, but also like what I've noticed is, I guess my point is what I've noticed is, is when you give attention to this sort of level of toxicity and negativity, mm-hmm. then more often than not, this has been my experience. They respond with, Oh, Hey, I'm a big fan. Oh yeah. I've had that happen plenty of times. Oh, plenty. you're a big fan. Mm-hmm. This is how you show you're a fan. I would. I, that happened. Le- that that happened literally. I think if it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before. Somebody commented under a picture and was like, "Oh, oh," said similar shit to this. They were like, "Oh, you were so much more handsome before you had all the, all your work done on your face." And other than my teeth, I've never had any work done on my face. You know what and I would have said? You're huh. just mad because I'm not gonna work your face. Bye. Oh, right. Fuck. Keep it in the arsenal. Where, what, Wouldn't it be where, so where great? You know what I to? wish for you in, in 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 most men is if you know how you can put like a little you roll up a little piece of paper and you can put it in a bottle like a message in a bottle. Yeah. And you put it in the ocean and maybe somebody will find it years later. I wish mm. for you in this moment that you could roll up a little insult and stick it in your dick hole <laughs> and then invite this person over and then you jerk off onto their face <laughs> and it like bangs <laughs> and it's the message. <laughs> That's it's like that's brilliant. Thank you. Why thank you so why why have guys not done that more? Why haven't we just packed our shit like a fucking musket full of insults? And then it's like the little little cartoon gun where it goes bang and a little a little insult comes out. Yeah. It's an that's insult genius. it's insult for your dick. Dick insults. Fuck. Yep. Little dick insult insults. A little insult can. Yes, 100%. Um oh, thing. Let's see. Uh, there's two of the same questions. This okay. person asked, well, this person asked it twice. Um, Maya Alina, Maya Alina, is Matt okay. dating Charlie Jordan? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, people are insane online. Uh, no, we're just hanging out. Just really good friends. That's, that's, and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I'll find I'll find her and I will hunt her down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she's she's, the, she's, the, she's super fucking sweet. You like her, which I know you don't like here. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, the she's last girl you brought around, I'm like, she's fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that last girl, the, the cute cute blonde. I was like, oh, I love her. I want to date her myself. Just I, I brought my girlfriend to a show that Jesse May was on, and I was like so excited to introduce the two, the two of them because I I love Jesse and I and I was really liking this girl and i was like oh their personalities are gonna are gonna click so well and i introduced her jesse was like hello <laughs> kiss it kiss it and then she went oh god i'm so happy for you and then she would come in and give me a hug and be like i wish nothing but the worst you're so really toxic so I, toxic did I really you know he sent me a dick pic right like <laughs> planting little seeds of insecurity in her head 
You're such a fuck boy. <laughs> Evil. Yo, I've never laughed this hard on this podcast ever. Yo, I just laughed out of my asshole. <laughs> oh my god. You called me a fuck boy. <laughs> you fuck. Look, you a fuck. That's if that's not the pot calling the kettle a fuck boy. I don't know what is. Okay. Uh, okay, fair. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Since this breakup, it does feel like because I was very excited about this relationship and it was going very, very well, very early. So I was very excited about it. And the one like, that I, I like, despised when I met her. No, this is a different one. This is a different okay. girl. Uh, she she was great as well. And uh, basically, as soon as you break up, you, you can only be sad for so long before you're like, you know what? I'm back for the streets. And this is why fuckboys get a bad rap all the time. It's not always because we're shitty people. It's because behind every fuckboy is a man who once loved too much at the wrong time. Wow. Excuse me, fucking Maya Angelou. You're dropping these prolific bombs. I think they're... What was this? <laughs> this is a very profound moment, and I'm proud of that. It's from the, the biblical... A little prolific shoulder shrug? Yeah, just dropping some religious knowledge from the biblical book of fuckery, chapter Matthew. That's fucking funny. You need to remember that. You Okay, you need to remember what you just said. This is perfect for the stage. In the biblical book of fuckery, fuckery. I suggest you, you, you get that name and you start writing that book because that is so fucking funny. I um, would so buy that book. That's a coffee Bible. table book. I wanted, a, I wanted to write a bit about the same kind of... Uh, um, premise um and just like because when i started dating this person i'm a relationship person i like being in relationship out and like monogamously too i i i love having like one person that's i love how you say that like it's such a shock but it is it is it is no i get it because let's be real a truer statement has never been told especially in this generation a man is only as good as his options or man is only as faithful Ooh. as his options. Ooh. I forget who said it, it, but someone famous said that it's a quote and, and you're right. It is a big deal if you're into monogamy. Absolutely. And and especially if you fucking look like I do, nobody ever believes you just want to fuck one I person. Know. I know. And honestly, I really do. and the other thing that's gotta be frustrating. Um, and the next question will be the last one out of this because everyone else is just ridiculous i'm i'm looking through and i'm like okay Um, it's just it's not all hate it's just it's it's a little homogenous we'll say um is don't how do you feel about because i feel like a lot of people are so inquisitive about your dating life and obviously because of the caliber of women you've dated and it being public and all of that adds into the public knowing about it but does it how does that make you feel like to to have people talk about it so much it's mm, a really good question i don't mind it so much because i mean there's a level of insecurity of it in, in my part like i've i've never dated a this is this sounds so minuscule but for some reason it, i do feel some type of way about it I've never dated somebody that's ever wanted to like post about me. 
Like mm-hmm. I've never dated somebody that they were like, I want to post a picture like this is my this is my handsome boyfriend who I love so much or or whatever it may be, like a happy relationship, like a like a proud type post. So I definitely have like an insecurity about me that's like I want somebody who feels like when they're with me that you know they have something to be proud of. And so like little things like that, when people are inquisitive about it, if I'm dating somebody that I'm happy with, I'm proud to talk about them. I'm proud to talk about how happy we are, how happy this person makes me and how happy I make them hopefully. Um, I like that. That's fun um, to talk about how happy you are with somebody. Um, But at the same time, it's like, like, you know, you get trolls online, like that last person who uh, just care too fucking much. And at a certain point, you're like, okay, I kind of don't care. Why do you care so much about it? And there's so many people who, if they see you happy, they want to do everything they can to make you not happy, which is also fucking insane. So it's kind of like, you know, it's it's weird to have people care. But at the same time, it's it's it's, it's a little bit nice, I suppose. If it's it was like up to me, twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't give a fuck about social media. I would love to be so famous and successful that I would never had to have a single social media platform, and my name alone sells out anything I want to do. That would be the dream. I would delete all of it in a heartbeat. But the fact that we have to have it, um, if it's something that makes me happy, then I have no problem talking about it or sharing about it. As long as the person, the person I'm with, feels the same way. Obviously, like I wouldn't talk about something they wouldn't want me to talk about um well this might come as a surprise but like when we get off you're gonna see i already posted us together i was just i just wanted the world to know that i cared what what did you post what do we have do we have a photo together it was just us together and i just wanted people to know that we're happy and i'm so proud of you and it's just no is it us in the bath (laughs) hopefully jesus that la quinta in indiana that we stayed in together (laughs) the red roof inn (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Okay, last question. And I think this one, uh, it definitely is in the zeitgeist of dating, but I still think it's a question that uh, I'm intrigued about and I think other people are intrigued about because of what you said, how you look, and people assume that you're a fuckboy. And you use that a lot in your act. Um, same, Same person who wanted to know who you were dating wants to know, Maya Alina asks, what do you look for in a partner? Hmm. Okay. This is, this is another good question. And this should have been a red flag with the last girl I was dating. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I mentioned this to her a couple of times and she never believed me. She never believed me to a point where I was like, I feel like you're projecting how this is going to go. She would ask me, what do you want in a relationship? And it's just emotional stability. Mm. You think about it, like, what do you, you mean by I, that? So for you and I, our entire life pretty much is our work, right? For the most part, I would say. Yep. So in our in our work is the most inconsistent, unreliable profession in the fucking world. We could literally, you and I could never, for some, it's somehow it would be possible for you and I, we never get booked for another show for as long as we fucking live. Everyone could just decide we don't want to book them anymore. You're not going to get to a next level. You're not going to get put on this TV show. We don't want to book you at these venues anymore. We just don't, we just don't think it works out. There's no security whatsoever. So that's my professional life. So for my personal life, I would like as much stability and feeling of safety as possible. Right. That's why I have the friends that I do. Like I, all of my friends, I'm always in a good mood around them. Like they make it impossible for me to feel 
upset or depressed or whatever it may be. So in a relationship, I want that to feel like my safety net. Like I want that to feel like my home that I can come to where it's just like, I don't have to worry about, <clears throat> is this person going to leave me? Do they, do they love me? Do they care about me? Do they, are they going to want to hear about my day? If I've had a rough day or whatever. Like I want that to feel as safe as possible in a relationship. I just want to feel chill. That's, that's healthy though. Like that's very healthy. And it, every time she would go, oh, but doesn't that seem like kind of boring? Like from past relationships that you talked about, I guess it sounds like you like, like a little bit of chaos. I'd be like, no, I know it keeps happening, but I don't fucking want it at all. Because nobody I, believes you. You're literally oh like, my, exactly. can, people, can we stop with the chaos? Yes. Like, yeah, Please but you no want more. a little fire. Here's a little no, fire for you. No, I want, don't, I don't know if this is sound wrong, but like, I want a very boring relationship. Oh my want, God, Matt, I've been saying the same thing. I'm not saying we're really? perfect for each other, but I literally, I was stoned on the couch a few <laughs> days ago and I was, I, I was honestly being completely vulnerable. I was worried. I was like, man, I don't know because I really want a boring relationship. Like I just want, like, would somebody, is it interesting enough that I just want to be boring together? Yeah. Like I, I don't, I, it's the, it's the equivalent of if somebody comes to visit you from out of town and you live in a mm -hmm. city, that's a tourist destination, like LA, San Francisco, New York, whatever mm -hmm. they want to be shown the shit. Yep. I want the opposite of that in a relationship. Like I don't Dang. need to go spelunking. I don't need to go. We don't got to go jet setting. I don't need to be on your yacht. Or I just, I, I want to sit on the couch and have you rub my feet and put food in my mouth. Completely agree. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'll I do all the other it. stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, That'll be my I boyfriend love... on the weekends. Oh my God. It's fuck boy. Fuck you boy, call me a fuck, fuck boy. boy. You, fuck it, was, it, was, fuck it was a call back to you calling me a fuck boy. I don't know. I think, I think you're just being the real you. And I love bringing that out of you on your own platform. <laughs> You're, you're, you're canceled emotionally. You're canceled emotionally. I love going to do all of that fun stuff. Like let's go fucking rock climbing or for a hike or whatever it may be. Occasionally. Occasionally. But for the most part, yes. I just want to come home. We have, we order some fucking dinner together. Let's smoke weed and like watch a movie. That's right, like, like like decompress. Like I think yeah, I think everything's moving and has moved so fast in the past ten years. The acceleration of existence has sped up to an astronomical rate. Mm -hmm. We don't even realize how fast we're spinning and oscillating in this existence. And Absolutely. a lot, and it's causing a lot of burnout. It's causing a lot of depression. It's causing a lot of people to feel helpless. And I think a a, a real solution. And this is something that my friend Leo Flowers would say to me years ago would be to slow the fuck down. He actually would say to me, Peluso, you need to sit the fuck down. Mm. And that's that's there's in that simple gesture and that simple move and that simple act of like sitting down, whatever that means to somebody, whether it's taking a nap or reading a book provides and creates so much space in your in your mental process in your heart in your soul like slowing down in those moments is where you really find answers to your own questions that come up often absolutely solutions to the turmoil that you you experience on a, a cyclical level
Yeah, a hundred percent. So I can understand that, you know, especially for you and I, our careers, like you said, are very fickle and, you know, we're in a hamster wheel and, and it's not, we're our own boss. So there's a lot of responsibility that comes with keeping, you know, keeping the machine going. And I can understand where you would want that. It's, it's not like an opposite. It's just tapping into your reserve a little bit more. A hundred percent. You you have to find those moments. I was, uh, I was literally thinking about this last night. I mean, there's obviously different scales to it, whether you're talking about slow things down with your relationship, like take things easy and build, which is what I, I always have a problem with. It's like, if I, if I, if I enjoy hanging out with you in the beginning of our dating, I want to see you every day because mm-hmm. like I have fun with you. Why wouldn't I want to see you all the time? But that's not always the healthiest. You have to have those moments to like, sometimes you need to slow play things in a relationship to really take your time to see the full picture mm-hmm. rather than just dive straight in or on the smaller scale stuff. Last night, it was like, it was like two 30 in the morning, um, smoking weed. And I'm like, just doing meticulous things around the house. I'm like, you know, I'm booking flights for shows in like fucking June or whatever. Just meticulous little things, doing a little bit of writing things that I can't get myself to do in the daytime. Because again, we're doing a million things. Life is speeding by so fucking fast. Mm-hmm. That we don't have the time to like literally just take the time to just kind of be in your own space and just have your thoughts. Right. Do like nothing. Be alone with your th- exactly. And I was like, why boredom is a commodity, to- man. Oh, absolutely. I was like, why, why am I up till four o'clock in the morning? Why do I get the most done between like 10 PM and four in the morning? And I go, Oh, it's because the world is asleep. Yep. It's yep. just me. This is the most calm time for me. Was just up to me to think about whatever I want and do whatever I want and just slow the fuck down and chill. It's important to do that. It's important to realize that that whole mindset of sleep when you're dead doesn't really have a place for me anyways, in the overall picture of being productive. When Mm. I have gotten a full night's sleep, when I have taken half an afternoon to be just stoned on the couch and thinking with uh-huh. not being on my device. Like I, I think of the best things. Like when I'm not thinking mm-hmm. is when I do all the thinking. Absolutely. And, no and to not feel guilty about that. Right. There's yeah. no pressure. And to not feel guilty about creating space for yourself to just be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, so I can understand the attractiveness of having a person who is that space for you and having like, you know, like a safe Haven, which is a really good movie. I think it's with, um, what's her name? Josh Dumal and fucking uh, Julianne Huff. You know Safe Haven? I think I have seen this. Oh, yeah. She escapes to a small town because her husband was abusive. Yeah, he goes and and she couldn't say anything. Yeah, she's on a bus. I saw this in theaters. Wow, I'm a fan. I did too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We just sat up at the same time. We're so in love. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've been trying to tell you. I don't know why it's taking you so long to realize this. Jesus. You know what? You know why your podcast is such good therapy? Because it's making me reflect on so much. So many people ask me, uh, usually on first dates, is like, you know, if they know I like older women, they'll always ask why, obviously. Especially if I date somebody around my own age. Like, why would you want to date somebody who's 40? And I talk about it a little bit on stage now. It's because I can't be with somebody who's also on their journey. It's just too much. <laughs> I think the appeal of an older woman is like, you know, you are. That's funny. You got, you do this on stage. That's fucking funny. I talk about the premise. Yeah. 
it's like we we both can't be like wheels turning 100% of the time and yeah. you're doing this and I'm doing this it's like the appeal of an older woman a lot of me is the calmness and stability you already have your hoe phase out of your life you're not out of the club you're not going 100 miles per hour sleep when I'm dead mentality for your job most likely you're already probably established in whatever it is that you do so for me it's like you're chill and I can come to you to just be like oh this is nice I don't have to hear about not that I don't care about any of your problems or whatever it's like it just feels like you have less on your plate than I have and that is very calming well come on over I do go to the club but it's Sam's no you're so toxic I I can see there's no way we're both equally depressed there's no way I could deal with that how am i toxic what is toxic about me it's not it's not a literal trait it's more of an energy (laughs) it just feels like you'd watch me sleep (laughs) you no you're you're the level of toxic that like you would try to see my dick on soft while i'm asleep like you're that level of toxic it's not that I think you would like hurt my feelings. You it's just what? I couldn't trust you like that. You know what? And you would set up, you're the level of toxic where you would set up a camera trapping me to see your soft dick while you sleep. And, and, and you'd also set up lighting so I wouldn't know that there was lighting set up, but it was just set up enough so that I could see your soft dick. And you'd lay in such that you have the blanket and the sheet just I just see the tip of your dick and I'm like oh I just I want I need to see more like you're not showing me enough to see it all but you know I'm curious enough that I'll have to pull the sheet back and then just as I pull the sheet back you've got the automated flash and it takes a picture of me just over looking at your soft dick and you post like a, that like a hunting you camera post that. Just, <laughs> and you, catch, you know when they catch like a mountain lion like mid <laughs> yeah you got your eyes like, are fucking reflecting in the in the night I vision look- camera I'm like the Sasquatch video walking yeah. by in the background. <laughs> you fucking asshole. But, fucking but, then, asshole. but that, now it's a whole toxic thing of like, how dare you set me up to get caught? Well, it's like, well, if I wouldn't have set you up, you would have just been doing it anyways. And now it's a whole thing. Neither of us trusted each other I'm on in the first TM- place. Next thing you know, I'm on TMZ. I'm a crotch watcher on TMZ. Just me a crotch watcher. Yeah, the Squatch crotch watcher. <laughs> Finding soft crotch. That's the name of our show. <laughs> Just searching for all the best soft dicks in the world. Finding soft crotch. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh my god. Oh, we need a toxic we podcast. Come. We need a we need a podcast that's called like sexual tension or something where we just uh tell why the other person's the more toxic one in this scenario. Oh, I love it. And then we, bring, we every every guest we bring on at the end of it, we go, all right, who's the more toxic person yeah. in this relationship? Who do you want to fuck? <laughs> who do you want to fuck? Who and who's gonna hurt your feelings? Yeah. Who's who do you who do you want to fuck? Who's gonna hurt your feelings and who do you want to have a relationship with? Who do you just want to fuck and who do you want to have a relationship with? Because uh, <laughs> we're constantly fuck. in battle of you're the toxic one. You're not good enough to be in the relationship, but but I want to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh this my god. So fucking good. You're amazing. Every time. Well, I mean, I don't know. Have you done it prior? We did a episode in quarantine. Was it the first mm. time you were on my podcast? Yeah. 
well, we are getting a studio, so it's been remote until then. But when I get a studio, I do want to have you back and we can be in person and deal with our sexual tension then. But until that point, tell everybody it. what you got going on, where they can find your special, what do you have coming up and any road dates you have? Yeah, I um, the, well, the special is on YouTube for free right now. It's called Matt Rife Only Fans. Um, Such a great title. Thank you. Thank you. And it, well, it was kind of like, a, it's a two purpose title. Obviously like the marketing aspect of it is great. You can hashtag everything only fan. It drives a lot of traffic to it. So smart. Thank you. And anytime somebody Googles, does Matt Rife have an only fans? That's going to come up. Dude. I didn't That's even good. think of that. The SEO of on that. It's so fucking intelligent. Thank you. Good for you. But at the same time, it's kind of a special for the fans by the fans. Cause like they helped, they helped fucking produce it. You know what I mean? Like it, it wouldn't have happened at the level that it did without them. And I and I put it out there because not because I thought Netflix was gonna want to pick it up and I was gonna become this huge star from this special, but because I realized I had some epiphany of a moment beginning of last year that I was like, I don't have many stand-up fans because I don't I don't put out clips, I don't put out little YouTube videos and stuff like that. So I was like, I want to put something out for the people who do know me for comedy but want more and can't come to live shows every the, the the dates that I do have. So I did it like for them and they kind of make it happen. So it's, you know, only for the fans or whatever. Anyways, Matt Rife, only fans on YouTube. Go check that out. Um, social media is just all Matt Rife. Uh, it's all, yeah, the names on here. Perfect. Um, and right now I am, uh, I'm, I'm touring a lot. I'm working on my next hour. I want to film my next special uh, next January. Uh, I don't know what city yet, but uh I'm like I'm like 60% done so far. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. And if they come see me on the road, it's uh I'm not recycling any material. I'm doing all new shit. So if you watch the special, don't feel like you can't come see me live. Um and you gotta I, buy your ticket. You gotta buy your ticket, motherfuckers. You gotta buy a ticket so that I know you're gonna fucking be there. <laughs> I uh I'm gonna be in this month, I March, I'm just basically around LA a lot, I, which I did it on purpose. I've, I've been on the road nonstop since fucking Christmas. I haven't been in LA for a single weekend. So March, I'm pretty much all in LA. April, I'm in New Orleans, the weekend of the 16th. The following weekend, I'm in, which is what, the 22nd, 23rd, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. And then May, I'm filming a movie in New Mexico. And then in June, I'm all over the place. I'm in Philadelphia, Jacksonville, St. Louis. Chicago, Indianapolis, um, and then the no Vegas sleep tour. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. My insomnia is at an all time fucking high, especially on the road. It's the worst. Oh, different time zones. And people don't realize like sometimes if you, you know, if you have two, three shows a night, we're not getting off stage until like midnight. And then you have to and like our adrenaline and the adrenaline is hungry. so hungry. You're hungry. I don't eat before I go on. I'm always starving afterwards in the, yep. And you're in all, all the mattresses are different, which to me is the hardest part of being it's on the pillows road. for me. Oh my God. Oh, Sometimes you get the pillows that like Ugh. falls, you're, you're like, you fall into the pillow. It's too soft. Sometimes it's too hard. It's awful. You got to bring your own pillowcase. Really? That changed the game for me. I, br I bring my own pillowcase and I, I don't put my face on those, those pillows anymore. Fuck. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll even lay a towel underneath. I'll put like the pillowcase on. Or to put the towel and then put the pillowcase on, so there's like an extra layer, even though the towel's kind of gross. But then there's some separation. 
oh, you're going to make me be such a germaphobe. I don't like thinking it's about that. It's not even like a germaphobe for me. It's like I want to get the best sleep I can get mm-hmm. and anything I can add, any accoutrements that I can bring that aren't like take up a lot of space in my suitcase, I'm mm-hmm. going to do. You know? Interesting. Yeah, try it. Yes. And I have my name on the pillowcase too just to remind the bitches <laughs> what they're dealing with. <laughs> so the maids don't come in and rub their fucking – Pussy all over your pillowcase. Let me not do that. Yeah, don't you try and mark this territory. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're busy as fuck, and that's awesome. And I'm gonna be gone in March, so it'll give you time to miss me. You know I do. Thank you Where so are you much. Going? For, um, I'm gonna be uh I'm going to New York. Where am I going? What day is it? I'm gonna be in New York City bringing my niece and nephew to see Harry Potter on Broadway, which I can't wait. You're so canceled. I am. Why am I canceled? You know, Harry Potter's canceled, right? What? Do you not read up on anything with J.K. Rowling? Oh, from oh, from before because she said some comments about was it like a transgender comment? She said it. I remember. Yeah. I remember basically, exactly. Basically, she was saying like you know, trans women aren't the exact same as real women. It's it's an amazing rabbit hole to go down if you ever just get bored and want. to I do remember bigger. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let me know how it is. I'm very excited to hear. I will. I'm excited because my sister and I. I'm like, listen. It was my idea, and some, and I, I forget how influential I am with my family. And I'm like, look, the kids are young. They're at that age where they start to create memories, and core memories are important. So why don't we create a core memory and go to New York City, show them the city, and we can go on Broadway. Elliot, my nephew, Aww. Harry Potter is his favorite thing. And then my sister's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Harry Potter on Broadway on edibles with us. Think about that. That was like so much fun. She's like I'm the next day. She had tickets. Let me know how it is. Let I will. Know. I'll let you know. It's supposed to be amazing. And then the, there's a Michael Jackson show on Broadway that Dean Edwards and Dion Cole told him. He, Dion Cole went two or three times. It's so good. Damn. I know you're a fan of Michael Jackson, aren't you? Jackson, yeah, 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 yeah. Who the so, fuck doesn't? Who who I actively know. doesn't like Michael Jackson? I'd love to meet that person. People who are mad about everything, but I mean, you can't deny the talent. Oh, you gotta yeah, separate. Right, I forgot about. I can all let that R. Kelly too. go. Like R. Kelly's music's great and fun, but I, like I, oh, I yeah. don't even I'm, hang on to him. I'm like I'm I'm well aware it's a problematic thing to say, but I can I can separate somebody's like talent from them being a horrible person if it's yeah. all that's true. E- easily, I don't know why, but it's super easy for me to distinguish between that. Because you're you're also schizophrenic. Because you're you're you've got borderline personality disorder it's because me. you're two different people you're dr jekyll and mr i don't give a fuck hide that's why <laughs> look if you're gonna call me toxic i'm gonna throw i'm throwing daggers through the doctor dr jekyll and mr soft crotch dr jekyll and mr hide my dick <laughs> hide my soft dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're not allowed to see it because you're rude like that. You're rude. You're really rude. You're so rude. You are stingy with your dick, and I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it. Gotta earn it. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna go and do some studying and think about ways I can do that. You're gonna go on Pornhub right now, are you? <laughs> well, I love Bye, you so much. This table. was hilarious. I love you. It was so nice to see you. It's so nice to see you too. And I, I appreciate you making time. I'll put in the show notes for anybody listening if they want to be able to find the special and all the things that he mentioned where you can find him and his tour and everything. But thank you so much, Rife, 
the rife the soft rife knife merch will be available on his website soon it's basically the same thing as like where you send in a picture of your pet and they make a pillow out of it oh my god matt's got his soft dick it's a little it's a it's a soft snuggly pillow that you just you sleep i'm making it into one of those uh, you know those little beanie pillows that like kind of conform to however you move it but it's the shape <laughs> of a little dick it's a, it's a pressure ball oh no <laughs> Oh, it's exactly what it looks like on soft. Fuck, like someone just squeezes the shit out of one of them. It kind of just comes heavy out of both ends. Oh God, that's it. I'm I'm stopping this podcast because we're gonna keep talking because you're in denial. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.